Hi, everybody. Welcome back to That's Cool. Um, it's been a minute <laughs> since we've had an episode. My apologies. You know, life gets busy. And I'm the type of person, I'm just a very, I'm very sporadic. And I'll like find a lot of interest in one thing and then I'll find something else. And so I, my energy is always shifting in what I'm putting it into. So anyways, that's all to say. Um, I'm back, baby. We're back in biz. I'm feeling chatty. I have a lot of life <laughs> updates for you. Um, so this will be interesting. I, starting off, I turned 26 a um, little over a month ago in September, which is crazy because I feel like I'm stuck at 23 or 22 or something. Like, I don't know. I just, the older you get, the more you realize that it's just such a myth, like adult, becoming an adult or getting older or all the things. So it's just like, I don't know, it feels weird to say that I'm 26. I, I'm still getting carded literally everywhere I go. Um, so it doesn't really feel like I'm 26. Um, but yeah, so that was exciting. And I feel like the last year for me has been so significant, like 25 to, tw I mean, 20, turning 25 was really significant too, I think. Just like I talked about in previous episodes, I feel like my prefrontal cortex, like it's fully developed now. Um, so that's really cool. But I feel like the switch from 25 to 26 has been so significant. Like so many things in my life have changed throughout this year. I feel like probably the biggest piece of it is just I've developed such a strong sense of who I am, um, this sense of self. Um, so it's been a really cool year. It's been hard. I feel like I've put a lot of hard work into just becoming who I am and growing up per se. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I just kind of wanted to chat about that today. I Since you last heard from me, I want to say it was last January which now it is October, <laughs> almost the end of October, mind you. So anyways, a lot has changed. Um, like I said, this year has been very, it's been a lot, um, good and not so great. It, that's just life. But um, yeah, since January, I, at that time, I was working at a local nonprofit um, and doing some like community outreach things for them. And unfortunately, I had to leave that job um, in February. So that was like a major life change for me because that was kind of my first like big girl job, salary, um, benefits, all of that stuff. Um, and so I was kind of just starting to get onto my feet, I felt like. Um, I was going to move out of my parents' house. And um, yeah, I don't know. I finally just felt like I was like building up a foundation under me. Um, but I had to leave pretty abruptly, unfortunately, because it was just um, pretty unprofessional environment. Um, so some different things happened and um, that caused me to say, you know what? Um, no, <laughs> this is not the environment that I want to be in. And um, I don't think that there's anything at this point that would make it worth it for me. So that was really hard um, just to transition out of that so quickly and to like kind of rip that band-aid off. I think things had been um kind of building for a while and I had some frustrations but I think I kind of internalized them and just chalked them up to 
oh, well, it's just because I don't know what I'm doing um, or I've never been in a role like this or I'm still learning and things like that. And while a lot of that was probably true, um, I think at the same time, like my gut instinct was that like this is not a healthy work environment and um, this is not going to be long term. So I kind of had that like inner tension of feeling like a rookie in that work environment and feeling like imposter syndrome. Like I, I don't have what it takes to do this. I don't have the experience. I don't know what I'm doing. But also that other side of really trusting myself and knowing that my intuition um, was in check. And so what a weird position to be in. I feel like I'm like, when does that go away? Does that ever go away where you're like, oh, I'm just young? Because like I said, I don't feel like 26 sounds old-ish to me. Not old, but it sounds like, you know, you, I don't know, like if somebody else tells me they're 26, I'm like, oh yeah, you got it all figured out, you know, (laughs) but then I'm like, okay, so when do I figure it all out? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'm just like, I don't know, and and I've obviously had a lot of time to reflect on this experience and um, to kind of process it. But like I said, it was a little bit heartbreaking to have to leave so quickly. And I really felt like I was passionate about the work that I was doing and um, getting to meet some really cool people and do some cool things in the community that I grew up in. Um, So that was really discouraging Um, and kind of left me um, in shambles a little bit (laughs) for a little bit of time. Mostly just, I mean, there was the piece where I was processing like the things that I had experienced there and... um, just that and kind of not gaslighting myself and saying, yeah, like your experience was legitimate and um, real and um, valid. And then also trying to like move on and find something else to do because obviously, unfortunately, the world runs on money. Um, So yeah, it was sad to not get to move out and kind of have my own space for me and my dog Beans. Um, but luckily, like, I'm, I'm very fortunate that my my parents housed me <laughs> um, and still are. So that's fun. Um, but it's been it's been a journey since then. After that, gosh, what did I do after that? After that, I was at the gym one day. I started to become like very into um, lifting and just going to the gym. And that was kind of my outlet and how I was taking care of myself at the time. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, I just need something like something to kind of get me to from point A to point B, something that I can do in between that's gonna, you know, make me a little bit of money in the meantime. Um, because it honestly, like, I felt like the odds of me finding a job or a role similar to the one that I was in were so slim, like with the benefits that it offered, with the pay that it offered. And I I felt like I was qualified to do something like that. Um, But it's just so hard right now. Like there's just not not a whole lot going on in this area. Um, So anyways, I was at the gym one day and I was like, I wonder if they're hiring. I'm just going to go ask. So I went and asked and sure enough, they were. So applied, literally was wearing the purple Planet Fitness shirt the next day, (laughs) basically. Um, So I went and trained and and that job was so fun. Like I, it it was a very like mindless job. Um, I mean, it involved customer service and dealing with people um, and 
building relationships and then also like cleaning and things like that. So I kind of enjoyed that balance of things. Like there were certain days that I would just go out on the floor and clean a bunch of stuff if I didn't really feel like canceling people's memberships. (laughs) You would not believe like the stories that I have from this place, you guys. It's it's insane. Like you would not believe how many angry members came in every single day just so mad about $10, like a $10 membership. Anyway, so the stories I'm sure will come up along the way, but man, what an entertaining job. And the people that I got to work with there, I like fell in love with these people. Um, Like they're just, they were incredible. Like people from all walks of life, people of all just different ages and stages in life and um and I just I got to become like really close with a lot of them um and I felt like I we developed these deep friendships I mean when you're I know it sounds so weird because you would just never guess that there was so much drama out of Planet Fitness but like these members man sometimes (laughs) they just Yeah, so it was just never, there was never a dull moment. Um, Every day was different. And so we kind of all bonded over the things that we had to deal with. We had to brush a lot of things off. And we, you know, there's the regular members that would come in. And anyway, so that was honestly, like, I really enjoyed that. And it was a bit, although it was getting paid minimum wage, which is not a livable wage, might I mention. um, It was... It was like fun and it was just what I needed, I think, at the time because I just, I was still kind of figuring out how to pivot. Um, So anyways, I was doing that through the summer as well. And then um, when the school year started, I started up teaching at an after-school program for, um, it's basically through a state grant. So it's for um, low-income kiddos, McKinney-Vento kiddos, um, and... um, yeah, it's like an after-school enrichment program. We do um, just different activities with them and try and teach them social-emotional, you know, development, um, things like that. So that job is also, I mean, full of stories. These kids are little savages um, with the things that they say to me. I'm like, first of all, where did you hear this? Second, ouch, like, <laughs> like, way to hurt my confidence. I feel like I'm being humbled literally every day. Um, so it's fun, um, and it's fulfilling and yeah. So anyways, that's kind of where I've been, um, in the last, I don't know how many, the last half of the year. Um, yeah, lots of transitions, lots of hard work that I've been doing. I feel like, um, I feel like we're always meant to be doing the hard work. Like obviously life throws things at us no matter what, and, um, and our resilience builds and builds, um, but I also feel like I am learning that I'm the type of person that's, like, there's always something to be gathered, and I feel like not all people are like that, and that's not a bad thing. Sometimes I'm very jealous of those people because I feel like I make everything so deep and so meaningful, um, but that's just kind of the, the stage that I've been in is just, like, this appreciation for, how my mind works, which is like a really cool thing to like, I just feel like I'm building this relationship with myself and my intuition and my spirituality and all these things. And so that's been really cool to like grow an appreciation for that quality in me, because I think in the past, I've always just felt like it's too much for people. Um, But we need people who think like, 
like, I think, and we need, you know, we need um, variety in the ways that we process life and process things. So still in therapy, which has been amazing. Um, My shrink is the best lady on the planet. I literally love her. She has helped me so, so, so much. Um, I, I wish that therapy was more accessible to everybody. Unfortunately, it's not. It's very expensive. Oh, that also leads me to share with you. I, so since I turned 26, I got booted off my mom's insurance, which is so fun. Um, so now I have, because I make barely not even a livable wage at this point. Um, I am on like Medicaid. So like Washington, Apple healthcare, and I'm super, I'm super, um, thankful that like I qualified for that and that I have access to some form of healthcare. However, it has really opened my eyes to like the situation that so many people are in. And granted, like if something were really, really wrong with me and I needed to like pay out of pocket, like I probably could afford to do that. And I don't think a lot of people are in that position. So kind of going through this experience and, and um, jumping through all the hurdles to try and just make appointments and to get a, a new primary care doctor to get my teeth cleaned, all these things, like the, the availability is so, so limited. Like you can't book an appointment until probably the end of December, most places. And, and the places that do accept this form of insurance are very, very um, limited. (laughs) So there's just not a whole lot of access. So it's kind of opened my eyes to um, the things that a lot of people are going through and the access that they don't have to things. Um, And meanwhile, I've been trying to figure out my own health stuff. Like, I, I don't know, there's a plethora of things. And I, I do feel like part of my issue is that I have a lot of time to think about what's wrong with my body. Um, but I also think like I just went and got um, some blood work done. Luckily, I was able to get in. I thought my my previous primary care doctor um, accepted my insurance because it showed that she was in network on my insurance website. Turns out um, they just haven't updated things, so she wasn't. Um, but I was able to get in and get some blood work done because I've just been feeling so fatigued and brain foggy and like I have all these weird physical symptoms that I didn't have a couple months ago like really really dry skin and um like random rashes everywhere like issues with my scalp and like I said like just super low energy levels and I'm this is unfortunately such a common story I think for people and I always see things on the internet about like you need to advocate for yourself if you know something's wrong. Like don't don't stop going to the doctor until they'll like check things out because a lot of times, you know, they just kind of like to put a band-aid over things. And that's something I've been realizing too, is it just seems like nobody has any time for anything right now, including healthcare professionals. And that's honestly understandable because I think since COVID, like everything's been so crazy. And they're so short-staffed and, like, so the burnout is real. And I'm, like, super grateful that people are still even working in healthcare. I don't know how they are. <laughs> and some um, some of these, like, spaces, I just can't imagine how exhausting it is. So, anyways, that's not to knock on healthcare workers. I just think my experience has been um, oftentimes when I go, they don't have 
a whole lot of time to listen to, you know, they don't have a lot of time to get to the bottom. And a lot of them aren't super holistic, which is fine. Like you have to pay a million dollars to go see a naturopath and to, you know, you're paying for that time. But anyways, so I went to the doctor and I just told her all my symptoms and (laughs) she looks at me and she goes, sounds like you're depressed. I was like, lady, with all due respect, (laughs) like I've been depressed before, like I don't think that's what this is. I feel like physically something in my body is off that is keeping me from doing normal day-to-day things that I should have the energy to do. She keeps going. They gave me a screening. I scored super low on it. Um, And I know, like I'm aware, I'm a very moody person. I think I'm also very affected by my hormones month to month. So like I go up and I go down. So I'm I'm pretty used to that. Um, But yeah, I just... She kept going, yeah, you scored pretty low on the screening, but it really sounds like you're depressed. You just need to relax, relax, relax. I said, (laughs) okay, like, that's like the whole thing of telling someone with anxiety will just stop being anxious. It's like, oh, sorry, I didn't think about that. Yeah, my bad. And so that's kind of how I felt sitting in that chair. I was like, I and I tried to tell her, I said, you know what, I'm in regular therapy, like I'm pretty self-aware. I feel like I know, I would know if I was depressed because I've been there before. And um, she was just like, well, are, have you ever thought about medication? Are you interested in getting on medication? I said, I'm not, I don't want depression medication. Like, how is it this easy to get? Um, but then anyway, she was like, well, let's test out your thyroid and just rule that out, which is essentially kind of what I wanted. So I was thankful that she at least did that. I go to get my blood work done. They're trying to figure out if my insurance is going to cover my blood work. And I'm like, you know what? Just take it and bill them. We'll see. (laughs) And so I get my blood work and then I get my results that night, like really quickly. Turns out like I have total iron deficiency anemia, um, like very, very, very low iron. And because of that, a lot of my other levels are like really whacked and, and low and my red blood cells are all whack and all this stuff. And so like I start researching it because it was the weekend. So I wasn't going to hear from the doctor for a while. I thought Um, I start researching it and it, I mean, everything's checking out like all my symptoms and um, my shortness of breath. Like I thought my asthma was flaring up when really it's like, no, there's just not oxygen getting to your brain (laughs) because you don't have enough iron. Um, So a lot of these things I was like, okay, thank goodness. Like now I have some answers. Started that night taking a liquid iron supplement like I've been like pounding the iron. Um, and I mean, it's been a couple weeks now at this point, but I feel 10 trillion times better than I did. Um, you know, minus a couple things that are still like I need to figure out. Um, but yeah, it's like the difference that it has made just in three or four weeks taking an iron supplement. Um, but I get my results back from my doctor and she's like, all your levels are normal. I was like, wait, <laughs> well, I can see that some of them got flagged because they're so low. Like, and then, so then I was frustrated because I was like, how is this, no- how is this normal? And again, I recognize that doctors know more than me. Maybe there's other things to look at, but like, I did a lot of research on this and I felt like, I mean, and then, and then I went and compared my blood work to the year prior and it turns out like I wasn't outside of the lowest range in my iron a year ago when I got blood work, but I was very low. So I've been very low iron for over a year, which explains a lot. Um, but anyway, so I did a lot of research and I felt like, okay, a little bit brushed off. 
Um, and then in continuing to kind of read up about it and try and do my own research, I, I just figured out that, which probably a lot of people know this, um, and this is kind of a bummer because I, I think, and I think why a lot of things aren't, um, like figured out early on health wise, um, is because the ranges that come up on, on your like blood work are based on an essentially a national average. So if, most Americans are pretty unhealthy. Like that range is going to be huge. And if you are less unhealthy than the average American, like your levels are going to show up normal in quotes, whatever normal means. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're optimal for you to function as a human. It's basically like, yeah, do you meet the bare minimum? Sure. Like, are you fine compared to a really unhealthy person? Yeah. So you're good. (laughs) You know, like we don't need to do anything further. So anyways, that has been frustrating to me. So I feel like um, I feel like part of my health issues are related to anxiety. It's because I my life is not super busy in this season. And so I do have a lot of time to think and sit and reflect and like to check in with my body and know if something's off. And so I think a lot of times I get in my head and then I get really anxious about it. And so then I kind of create my own symptoms almost. Um, But I think the other part of it is just that I am a 26-year-old woman and I'm getting older and our bodies change and what we can consume changes and how much exercise we need changes. So anyways, all of the things, um, that's been very frustrating (laughs) to me lately, but that's been something that I've kind of been tackling at this time as well. Um, But yeah, so that's fun. (laughs) I've also tried to stop um, consuming dairy, which is heartbreaking (laughs) because I literally, like, I'll never, you'll never catch me sitting down drinking a glass of milk. Absolutely not. All growing up, my parents, and my mom denies this too. To this day, she denies this. So, Connie, come on now. I, I remember it because I'm scarred, but when I was younger, like, my parents would make me drink a glass of milk at dinner, obviously, because, and my sister would always be like, you're going to get osteoporosis if you don't drink your milk. So anyways, nothing creeps me out more than a, a lukewarm glass of milk at dinner. I, uh, especially non-fat, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, anyways, but I do love I love some cream. I'll have some half and half in my coffee. I like a latte. I love dairy, um, particularly milk I've had to cut out. When I was younger, I like my eczema was horrible when I would have dairy. And so I think maybe I'm just coming back around to that infant energy. And um, anyways, so I, my, my eczema, my dry skin, my asthma, all the things have improved Um with the removal of dairy from my diet, unfortunately. But here's the thing. I'm also allergic to nuts. So there's only so much. And then it's like, then you try and cut out gluten. And it's like, what am I supposed to eat? Because anything that's gluten-free is like almond flour, whatever. A lot of dairy-free alternatives are either like almond milk or cashew something. Like, anyway, so I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. If anyone has any suggestions, I don't know if I'm supposed to just eat fruit and vegetables, but... But here's the thing too, when I eat fruit and vegetables, certain ones, they make my mouth itch really bad because my allergies, like I don't, here's the thing. I think when I went and saw a naturopath 
oh, a long time ago. She told me not a long time ago. It was probably eight months ago <laughs> when I could afford to go see a naturopath when I had a salary. Anyways, um, she told me to to consider um, high histamine levels, which do you care about this? I don't know. But um, anyways, histamines are essentially like when you take an allergy allergy pill in the morning, it's an antihistamine. So it lowers your histamine level. Certain people have high histamine levels. Um, either that can be because of diet, that can just be because of like certain things going on in your body, whatever. Um, but certain foods have high histamine levels. And then there's also foods that are histamine liberators, which I'm not going to get into all the science. But anyways, so sometimes when your body's histamine levels are too high, your body will literally try to get it out of your body. And so that can explain rashes or eczema or like sometimes I'll get random. It almost looks like acne on my face, um, but it's like little red bumps and it's it's called a histamine dump. So anyways, I can't remember what the point of me saying this was. You guys, why was I telling you this? I can't remember. Oh, oh, foods. Completely unrelated, actually. So now you have that little that little knowledge, that little biscuit of knowledge. Um, but re- kind of related to that, sometimes when I eat certain foods, because I have allergies, and that's like just a thing my body is processing at all times, certain fruits and veggies have similar protein structures to pollen. And so your body almost mistakes it. If you're allergic to pollen or you have seasonal allergies, um, that can explain why when you eat a peach, your mouth gets really itchy or your lips get itchy. Or like for me, like when I eat raw carrots or pea pods, my mouth gets really itchy. But if they're cooked, it doesn't happen. It's weird. I don't know why. But anyways, that can explain it. Um, and so my allergist said, same with avocado. I can eat guacamole. If it's mashed up and like mixed with something, I can eat it no problem. But if I cut up an avocado and put it on toast, my mouth goes crazy. And it freaks me out, obviously, because... I'm allergic to nuts like I have to carry an EpiPen and I don't want to use it and so that feeling to me is like very scary and uncomfortable so anyways my allergist said it's nothing to be like too concerned about because you'll never go into anaphylaxis but it's also really uncomfortable anyway she's like it's just your body malfunctioning basically (laughs) and I'm like cool so in how many ways can my body malfunction like I'm learning I truly am because it feels like a lot of ways Anyways, so I feel like I'm very limited to what I can eat diet-wise, um, so that's been fun, but I have been really trying to get into oat milk. I've never been an oat milk girl because I I don't know, it just tastes, it. well, to me, it's always tasted a little bit nutty, um, which you can see why I wouldn't like that, but I also feel like it takes away from the flavor of the coffee. So, like, whereas a nice, thick, creamy latte, it's, like, just creamy and coffee, whereas oats, like, anyways so but I've gotten over it I'm I'm an oat milk girl through and through now against my will but it's fine um so yeah that's another life update dairy dairy free sometimes sometimes I'm not but then like I'll have a weird flare-up after I eat pizza or something and I'm like ah dang it it just confirms but yeah so that's super fun I'm going to Phoenix this weekend, which I'm really excited. I haven't been since, I think, March. Um, And mind you, I booked a ticket at the end of October, hoping that the weather would be absolutely perfect because it's just been raining in Washington. And I really, I think I need to see the sun. Um, And my doctor would tell you that too, since I'm depressed, you know, but 
um yeah it's supposed to be I think 100 when I'm there still and I'm like how are the how are we doing it no offense to my my Phoenix friends but I I definitely left at the right time because the last summer that they had was absolutely brutal and record-breaking so anyways I'm excited for that I'm gonna see all my all my people um yeah it's been interesting like trying to navigate long distance friendships um I was speaking with a friend a couple weeks ago about it and just like how to maintain it and she was just saying like she's become um such a she's had to get really good at like a 15 minute phone call um which is interesting because I that like really resonated with me because I just I feel like I want to know all the details about my friends. And so it's like, if I call, it's going to be an hour or two hours or whatever. And sometimes I don't have that much time or I don't have that like mental capacity. And so like, I just don't call or I don't reach out at all. And I want to get better about that because she was just telling me, and this was like so wise. I like really enjoyed this conversation that we were having. Um, But she was just saying like, sometimes the thing you miss the most is not knowing every detail of their life, but just like the day to day, like doing life with your friends. And I think that this has been like a very lonely season for me. It's been challenging to find people here to be friends with. (laughs) I feel like I know there's young people in this area. Um, but I don't know where they are and I don't know what they do (laughs) because there's like nothing really to do and obviously I'm a little biased because I did live in Phoenix which is like one of the most up-and-coming places and there's so many young people I mean there's two ginormous colleges there just like in Phoenix essentially and then outside of Phoenix too and so um, I don't know like there's just a lot going on there and so then coming back here I'm like there's literally nothing to do there's nowhere to go like there's not there's not like a even a coffee shop in my town to go sit at um so that's depressing um but yeah so she was just saying like you have to get really good at the 15 minute phone call and and calling and just checking in and like just having a quick chat here and there and like trying to be in that day-to-day um with your friends because like that's reality like as you get older people I mean, seasons are busy and people move and that was, I mean, it's my fault. I chose to go to school in another state. So of course I'm gonna have friends in a million different states. Um, but yeah, so that's been a challenge too, I think for, for me. Um, and just like trying to figure out, um, if it's a part of growing up and, and just like having less capacity for things because you're working and like life just takes more energy out of you or if it is just a season where I'm like I don't know like it's just it's hard so I've been thinking a lot about that and and the people that I want to be in my life and the people that I make time for and that I want to make more time for but it's hard because I do feel like so many of my deepest relationships are still in Phoenix like where I went to school and where I went to church and stuff and so that's like been a challenge um for me um and just yeah something that I'm working on is figuring out what is my my responsibility to like put myself out there and to like try new things and meet new people but also is is this area just not great for that I don't know so (laughs) it's just hard I also feel like one thing that I have been thinking a lot about since turning 26 and not even like obviously the number doesn't matter or anything. I just think 
as the the number grows, I feel like it's such a cliche to say the older I get, the more okay I become with like the amount that I know. Because I really just think everybody's faking it at the end of the day. <laughs> um, and just, I don't know, I can't help but see. And again, I've had so many different like job opportunities in the last year just since moving back here and and I've had the opportunity to try so many new things and to figure out like my therapist always tells me I'm the type of person who figures out what I want by figuring out what I don't want first (laughs) which is I mean true but also kind of exhausting because I'm like I wish I could just knew um but I think it's also true that um our generation is just not traditional in that way in that like I don't know I I romanticize finishing college and hopping into a career but at the same time like that's clearly just not what I needed at the time and I needed to do a little more exploring but I also crave to just like have routine and have financial stability and stuff and so it's like this weird toss-up but I feel almost like I've missed my window of time to do that because now like I don't I don't know like I I don't have I feel like the clock's ticking even though I know it's really not and I I um I don't know I'm just like I feel like I've considered every career out there I've worked in coffee I've worked at restaurants I've worked at a nonprofit. I've worked at a gym I've worked at a school as a teacher like it's just everything under the sun um, and it, it hasn't felt like anything sticks, which again, there's, I don't think there's a perfect job out there. And I've always kind of struggled with that idea that like, I want the perfect thing now. Um, but I know that that now that that's something I'm going to find along the way and it's not going to be perfect. Like there's going to be things that are challenging about it, but at the end of the day, when I get home, it'll be fulfilling and not just like suck the life out of me. But it's hard because I do feel like, there's this comparison element, especially being this age, like a lot of my friends are married and even having kids, but it's also totally normal to not be in that phase of life. And so it's just so weird. Um, And I just feel like I'm always collecting um, thoughts and observations and whatever, but I, I just, I have this like desire to be settled um, in in a job or in a career but I also have no not that I have no clue I think I know what I want to do um like I want to go into counseling and the school that I want to go to is really awesome it's in Seattle it's a very intensive um master's program but it doesn't start till next fall so I'm like okay I have a year to like wait and to figure it out like you know if that's truly something I want to do because I would have to pull out more student loans hooray um but also just like, uh, I just, part of me wants to just settle into something and make a bunch of money and whatever. But I know that deep down, I wouldn't be happy doing that. So anyways, all the thoughts of, um, and, and just like societal expectations of what is successful. And not that I don't think I've truly ever cared that much about those things, but they obviously do play a role into um, like what I'm doing and and it for me I have this insecurity of every time somebody asks me what I'm doing it's something different (laughs) which again my therapist says is not a bad thing Um, 
I'm trying a lot of new things and and meeting people and developing new skills and things like that. And I just think like I I wouldn't survive in like a conventional workspace or work whatever. Like I don't know that I could do a desk job. So anyways, um yeah, so also all things that I'm exploring at this this age and stage of life and um but like I said, I think it's different this year in the way that like I'm not necessarily feeling all of, feeling the pressure of these things so much like I used to or feeling the um the like rush that I used to feel to have it all figured out and I feel like now I'm watching it all unfold in front of me. So it's a very different experience and it's a lot more introspective and reflective and but yeah that's the that's the life update that's kind of the the season that I'm in and kind of just going with the wind and seeing where it takes me um but I'm excited to get back into this and to kind of reflect in this way and hopefully connect with you who are listening um but thanks for listening and I'll talk to you all later